Welcome to the Lovely Point Nonsense Podcast. Woo, I was stuttered on that one. It's your boy, Matt. It's my favorite part of this. Spell it. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> and then we give it that. You have to stop and then give it the awkward silence at the end because it doesn't it doesn't hit home. I need them to know who I am. Is that audio piped in? Yeah. So when you bring it boom. down. Okay, gotcha. Black. Boom. All right. And I'm here today with a guest. We are um right now we're on the lovely series of the Loving Important Nonsense podcast. And we're talking about mental health on men. And today I got the honor to sit down with the man right now who um delves, deals with mental health health himself also. Um, is coaching others in helping how to deal with mental health, which I believe is awesome. All right. Can you please let the people know who you are? And So my name is Ronnie Tavares, uh, born and raised in Woodside, Queens, New York. And I've been working in an adolescent health center, Mount Sinai, for about 10 years. Okay. And so why I've been, you know, you mentioned right now about the whole mental health and not just coaching, but it's really spreading awareness. Yes. And so what I've done recently is that I've seen people pass away and, you know, due to depression and then depression leading to suicide, that yeah. kind of thing. And so that just opened up my eyes even more, you know, because I've dealt with depression myself, anxiety, stress. And with those passings, something just told me, it's like, all right, like you've, you've told your close friends, your close family may know you're doing therapy, mm-hmm. but it feels like... The, a voice needed to be heard in a sense for people to then see like, all right, like, oh, like Ronnie seems like he's good. He's fine. He's healthy, but he goes through these issues. And so I felt like I, I put out a video on, on IG just, you know, like I'm going to talk about this. And right away, a couple of people hit me up saying, you know, oh, like I want to talk about my issues as well. You know, granted things happen where they didn't join me on the, on the IG live, but once I spoke afterwards, I got a little bit of one was concern. People were concerned for me because yeah. they didn't know. They right. just didn't know. They didn't like, oh my God, like you've you're going through all these things. Like, what happened? And then the other part of it was a bunch of them, and mostly men, were like, Wow, I can't believe you spoke out about these certain things. I've gone through this, that, and the third, but I would never have, in a sense, the balls to speak out on it or let people know that I go through these things. Right. And I told these people, I'm like, that's the problem there. You should speak out about this stuff because how are people going to understand what you're going through if you don't tell them what you're going through? Right. You know, it's just you, ho- and then you hold that in, and it gets to me. It just gets worse. And yeah, but, but um, I didn't mean I didn't want to interrupt. Um, okay. What? Why won't? In your opinion, why don't men talk about this? Uh, it's just the way we grew up, man. I mean, I've I grew up with a older brother that was yeah. basically like. If you know him, you just he's a macho, strong, imposing figure. And he basically raised me. Like I always said it, like I, I didn't grow up with my real father. And he basically raised me. And if so I got that from a young age, it's kinda like if I cried, mm-hmm. it was like, Oh, you being a little right pussy, or you know, I'm sorry, I cursing no, no, out, Be a little pussy, or you soft, whatever that kind of thing, right? And so you kinda learn just to bottle that up. It's like not to show that side. Right. But I've I didn't know until more until my adult years what kind of things I actually dealt with when I was younger. Like, I didn't know what it was that I had. Like, I just know that now from, you know, taking courses in college and 
learning from my own experience as an adult. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, like when I was younger, I've had these other things. Like I used to just think that I was just shy and nervous, but I had anxiety. I used to have a problem with anxiety. I, you know, my, my heart would be fast. My breathing would get out of control. And it's something that now I understand more about. Depression, same thing. It's like I've always, since a young age, I just never dealt well with death. Right. Like I don't like attending funerals. I don't like, you know, when people pass away, it may not be somebody close to me, but if it's someone close to you and you're my friend, I take that pain on myself. I'm like, I hurt for my friend. Mm-hmm. And so I just, and I keep that to myself. And then people don't notice, you know, someone with depression and there's different types. You you know, there's, for me personally, when I've, I've dealt with it during a breakup, mm-hmm. I've dealt with it with, with death, but some, you just hold that to yourself and you don't even notice your own behavior. Like you just stay to yourself, laying down in bed, quiet. You don't want to be around people and people just kind of brush it off. And that's kind of like my thing now. It's kind of let, letting people know is like those little signs as adults and what we've gone through, like you got to catch that and then be there for those people because people are not going to speak up. They're just not. So you have to kind of like say, hey, are you OK? What's going on with you? Can I help you? More importantly, that's the thing. Like, can I help you? Because I never got that. I had it like in a sense this um, past year, the COVID hit and it was like it's you know it just sucks to be home all the time mm. i'm living with my girlfriend with her mother her mother tested positive and we just started butting heads about different little things and then there was a point where it was just it felt like she didn't understand what was coming for as far as i lost a friend due to covid and he wasn't you know he was at a younger age he was about 50 let's say but i felt like you know he had so much more to live and i was just sad i was depressed and it was kind of like i felt that she was looking at me like all right, already, like, move on already, like, like kind of thing. And it was like, like, you just don't move on. And there was other issues. And then it became to a point where it was like, I felt like I was going to break up with her. Like, this is, I'm done with this. This is too much. And my last resort was basically, you know what, before I do this, let me get therapy. Like, let me get therapy and let me see if that helps. Because I've actually vouched therapy to other people, but I've never done it myself. I just used to be that friend that talks to my friends and just give them advice. Like, Help them without judging because that's kind of like the kind of person I am. It's like, like, listen, you could tell me anything. I'm not going to judge you. Like, I'm very, what's the word? I'm very empathetic. I, I, I try to put myself in your shoes and see where you're coming from. And I try not to judge because everybody has their own experiences, their own way of thinking, that kind of thing. And so I don't hold nothing against nobody. Like, I'm very, right. I got you, you know. I got you. Um, so I hear what you're saying, uh, but what, what would make these guys not... Um these guys be more brave to to step forward and have the conversation of mental health because you would think that um <clears throat> growing up when we grew up our age at that time um it was looked at as being a pussy in a way to be like okay this is bothering me because you had to be ready for something to happen mm-hmm. all right so but since things gotten quiet, I feel that maybe we've um, now we have to address what was going on back then. And right. and, I, and I do agree with you that there are things that um, we have we have not addressed from our past that creates what these um, imbalances as adults. Right. Right. So. Um, <clears throat> but even me, I could even say that it's kind of tough to be to 
seek mental health or to seek help when you're not sure if you really need the help. You know what I'm saying? I think it's a lot. A lot of people is like the perception. You don't want to be thought of as you're crazy. But you know, like just because you have anxiety mm -hmm. or stress doesn't or depression, like it doesn't make you crazy. But, but like, would you think that anxiety um, is needed um, in a way? Like I'm not saying like, of course, not bone staking anxiety. Right. You like crush down. But in a way, is anxiety needed? Uh, for for a man and what, or what I would say because of the the jobs that would take the titles I'm not saying that anyone else wouldn't take those jobs but just the positions that men like to put themselves in uh, do you think the anxiety is there for a reason and this is just a thought I was having a conversation with another um, therapist about this and and we were just have and I was wondering like was the anxiety there for do you, do you feel someone who deals with like mental health all the time that anxiety is like okay in a sense like in a small way it's okay i, I mean it, i kind of look at anxiety as like um as an okay because it's like an adrenaline thing right so right. if you feel like there's pressure so you and then pressure to perform let's say like your uh -huh. job or whatever uh -huh. so you're always gonna have that and feel like you know i gotta get all these things done at a certain time and you know not you know perform right. at a high just, level kind just of thing for, just to be a person just right to be alive, just to but the anxiety that you know, some people deal with is really overthinking. Right. You know, you put yourself, your mind in a situation where it's thinking about things that it shouldn't be thinking, thinking about, like things that are out of your control. Right. And that's the worst part right. of anxiety is like you start thinking and it's like, like, why am I thinking all these things? I can't go to sleep. I'm, a, I'm laying down in bed. I've been in my bed for two hours, but I'm thinking about this, this, that, and the third. And it's like some, some things are not in your control. Right. And it's something that I have to deal with on a daily basis. Like I, I, I go to therapy now. I go to therapy now biweekly. I don't go every week now, mm -hmm. just because of the program I have now with my therapist. But that's my thing that I still deal with. Is like as much as I'm being told, "Hey, this is out of your control. You can't worry about this. Slow down. You know, process these things." And it's like I still get anxious. I still right. start. You know, I, I, I feel it. I even. Right now, recording this uh, podcast, I'm I get a little, you know, oh, yeah. like you know fe that feeling of that feeling of you know anxiousness <laughs> of like, you know, all right, preparing for a question. Like I'm, I'm waiting right, for you right, to right. say questions. Like all right, what is he gonna say? How do I answer it? And it's like, yo, just calm down. Like nah, you know, we we're, we're amongst friends, exactly. Yeah, we we're amongst the friends, but yeah. I have to like coach myself. Right. I have to coach myself. And so again, like the way we grow up, it's like these little things. I, I think a lot of it has to do with education. Like, we don't catch these things and, and tell ourselves, like, maybe that's what my son is going through. You know, maybe that's, it's he has some kind of thing. It's like, and then how do I help him? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm just now learning more about myself. You know, over the years, I knew I had these different issues, but I didn't know how to deal with them. And that's the main thing. How do you deal with it? I feel like mental health is kind of a new thing. You know what I'm saying? And not in a way that it's never been, that it hasn't always been here, but in a way of like it's now being studied. You know, like now we're seeing how significantly impactful it is on a person. Right. Before, like you were saying, when we was growing up, like you better not cry. You yeah. Know? And just, you don't even know how to ask for You keep crying, you, I'm going to whip your ass yeah, worse. Whip your ass, right. Or you, or go fight that boy around the corner because we don't take no, those type of right, stuff. Right, right. Yeah, so I, so I get it, you know. And um, and I do understand how that could carry over as an adult, and how that could be kind of like it could become toxic. But it do you, 
like, but when do you notice like things like depression, like when the anxiety becomes so bad that now you're in bed and you don't know you can't move and the room is dark or the um, the world just feels a little glim. Like, when do you know that depression is real for you as a person? You know, like, and if you are a man, how do you like, how do you understand that you have it? You know, so I don't notice it in the moment, to be honest with you. Uh-huh. I never notice it in the moment. Um, I I could tell myself, oh, someone passed away. I'm a f- I feel sad right now for this, you know, for my friend. He lost his father, mm-hmm. and I feel sad. I hurt for my friend. I you know I shed tears because it just hurts me for my friend, and I know he's gonna hurt, and he's gonna have to grieve, and he's gonna have to deal with that. And then I'll take that on, and then it will be just the thoughts, you know, of me thinking like, what if my mom were to pass away? What if my father were to pass away? What if my brother were to pass away? Yeah. Those thoughts, that kind of thing. And so, but I don't know since after the fact. It's like, damn, why am I thinking about these things? But in a sense, like, I tell myself, I can't help it. You know, I care so much about these people. I love these people so much. I can't help it. But, you know, little by little, as I'm talking to my therapist and I'm now talking to my girlfriend about these things, you know, because before I wouldn't be open to her about these things, where it's like we could talk to each other and then be like, all right, like, calm down. Don't think like that. You know, like, again, it's trying to draw in your own head that some things are out of your control. And when you realize that, it helps because it's like, all right, if some, if this were, like, for instance, I spoke to my brother recently and, you know, he has this health condition where he gets sick and I try to help him. I try to get him therapy. Mm-hmm. And he's one of the people that's like not against it. He tried it, but he felt he could do without. And I felt like, Yo, you know, you're going through so much, you know, you're not really giving it a chance kind of thing. And then after a while, you know, he got sick and I was just like, what if he gets sick? What if he gets worse? And I'm like, damn, what, what What? if I didn't get him the help? Like, I did try to get him help. He tried it once. But what if I didn't do enough to help him? And I was holding that guilt in mm. that I wasn't doing enough. Yeah. And then I spoke to him. And he just told me, he's like, yo, you did a lot. You did so much for me while I was sick. You took care of my, you know, I took care of my, my nephew. And I was there for him. I was talking to him. And he's like, yo, you don't have to f- hold that guilt in. Like, if, if something were to happen to me, it's not going to be on you. And as much as I felt good to hear from him, because that's what my therapist said, like you need, you need that from him to feel like it's not going to be your fault. I still worry, you know, just, I still worry. That's my brother. So it's, it's not something that, you know, I wish I could catch it. I'm self-aware. I know about it for myself, but it's, it's, it's a daily thing. Like, it's like, I can't help certain situations that I get anxious or I get stressed out and I got to like walk, walk away from the situation and, and take a breather, you know, that kind of stuff. It's it's ongoing thing, bro. I get it. I get it. So how does a man know when he's um, dealing with it? I mean, I think a lot of people are just ignorant, to be honest with you. Like, a lot of men, especially uh, of color, again, it's how we grew up. It's just to uh, thug it out, tough mm-hmm. it out, and just, you know, don't show your emotions. Yeah. You know, don't show weakness. You know, because if you show weakness, people could take advantage of that kind of thing. But I feel I've what I've learned right now is like by me opening up and me talking about these things is that I'm showing strength in something that a lot of people. Again, I've I've seen people and I've heard from people that if you knew them, you'd be like, oh, my God, this person is dealing with something yeah. like because they've contacted me and said, like, yo, you you have balls to speak out about this stuff. I go through a lot of stuff and, and you know, a lot of people have their vices of how to deal with it. And I find it kind of crazy that like a lot of these people have children. And it's like, you're setting an example of saying that this is okay 
to just hold it in. And I don't think that's that's right. Like, I feel like I wish when I was younger, I had a parent because, again, I didn't have my father. Mm. My brother took care of me. My brother, you know, my brother was always out and about. You know, he was a teenager when I was growing up kind of thing. And I wish I had a parent to tell me, it's okay to cry. You know, it's okay to, you know, talk, like, talk to me. Yeah. Like, talk to me. I feel like a lot of times, as much as a, as a parent, you want to be like your kid's friend. Part of it is that, you know, be their friend, you know, separate from being a parent. Like, you know, like you have to kind of talk to them and let them be able to talk to you without judgment. Like, while them going to feel like, oh, my God, I'm going to get punished for saying something or feeling a certain way. Yeah, I do agree with you on that when it says like there should be an open line of communication between you and the child and they should feel comfortable um, to come to you when there's um issues i'm not um i'm not really sure about the whole agreement when it, when it, and i'm not taking anything away from what you're saying yeah. it's just that i feel like parents had the they was raising children to deal with the times that they were in at the moment and they wasn't really ready to deal with the times that were coming soon so that's when I, when i was saying earlier and i was like um do you think that parents was just like trying to just do the best that they can at that moment for and have the kids grow up the way they had to survive but didn't know that the kids were going to have to survive a different way when they got older right you get what i'm saying so like now from the comfortability of of what the parents have given us or the whatever the however they made made us uh the anxious or whatever now maybe now we're able to afford to talk about mental health than before we wasn't able to do so yeah you know that i mean i always think that i like to try to think about what also would be an impossibility for these reasons because i don't like to think that every parent just was like so ignorant and didn't yeah. know like you know it, it's it's even me i have three of them things it's really hard to kind of have a conversation with three kids and then be raising them and then gotta go to work and then you know what i'm saying it's, yeah. it's, it's difficult you know so, I mean, like, but I definitely agree there should be an open line of communication between the child and the parent so they could, the kid could feel a little bit more comfortable to express these feelings and stuff like that. I just don't feel like there was another time in our history where we had these, you know, these, um, these, these, these we had the ability to do this. Right. You know? Um, I also, I myself, I, I, I suffer from anxiety. So I know it, um, when, cat, um, when, course cat when she was telling me about you and i was looking everything up um i really wanted to know how you was um how you dealt with your anxiety and how how you was able to like overcome the um the 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 weight of it all you know so um and also um i have a lot of males that listen to the show so they like they want to know things like okay if it's okay to be emotionally um emotional then why are they look? Why do they feel like they would be judged if they if they are? You know, if so many men feel the same way about um, about in mental health now, like why won't they just do it and not feel like they're gonna be judged? You know, because most most guys won't they all, they usually feel like they're gonna be judged because of it. You Anyone know, they, in yeah, general, you know I think it goes with women too. Like yeah. people are just gonna assume that they'll be judged. I think the more we speak about it, mm-hmm. the more it's out there. Yeah. The more people are gonna feel comfortable, you know, not hiding it. 
anymore. Right. You know kind of thing? Because again, it's a perception. Right. Like, oh, you have mental health issues, you must be crazy. Mm. It's not all mental health issues are that you're crazy nah, or that you, you know, kind of thing. It's just things you deal with. You know, your mind takes over certain things and it makes your body do certain things. Right. And then you start, you know, again, thinking certain things, that, that kind of thing. So it's not, it doesn't make you crazy. Mm. You know, and so... I don't know the answers to overcoming it. I just know that I, I just keep like preaching to people that if you're going through things, it's like, I don't think the solution is to try to do it on your own. Right. You yeah. know, get that right. professional help, get that, at least that like the go get to the core right. of why you feel anxious, why you're so stressed out, why, you know, the, you're depressed and then how to harness your feelings in a sense. Cause sometimes you have these feelings and you don't know how, it, it, it's hard to control them. Right. But the best thing to do is to express it. Because if you just hold that in, and you just, it, there's going to come a point where you're going to, like, in a sense, explode. Because you've been bottling it up all this whole time. And it's just, one day it's going to be like, and then the, you might take it on on the wrong person too. Right. Because I've been in that situation. Yeah. It was I like, I all... didn't speak to nobody. Yeah. And, and then it's like, oh, well, you're here in front of me. And now I'm upset, and now I'm frustrated, and now I'm this and that. And so then you're getting the br- the blunt of this right now. And so again, it's like it took it took uh, for me to in a sense, quote unquote, get rock bottom and feel like I'm gonna lose my girlfriend. We're gonna break up. This is going horrible right now. And so I'm gonna try this. And little by little, I see myself getting better. Now, how much better have I gotten? I feel like I've progressed, but there's so much more, you know, I feel like this is going to take years and I might have to do therapy for the rest of my life just to live a normal, as best of a normal life that I can, especially because I don't have children right now. So I'm not in the situation you are right now. So one of the things my girlfriend was telling me at one point when I started therapy was like, this is good because God forbid we have children. It's like you're dealing with these things while we have children. It's like, what if you're not functioning at a high level as a parent? because of your issues so let's get to the bottom of this now before we become parents now when i do become a parent i'm gonna have these tools and these you know things that i've been you know experienced and also been taught Mm -hmm. to now pass it down you know so that's how and then and then it's kind of again me speaking more and more and more about it and i'm gonna continue to do it because i just feel like enough people in the last few weeks have given me feedback and tell me you know like this is a good thing you're doing continue doing it it's like again the more we do it the more we talk about it the more we do podcasts like this yeah it's gonna feel more normal to people to be open about it you have any um suggestions like that men in particular should use to like uh get over these anxious situations when they are anxious or these depressing moments are coming up do you have any suggestions that um men should use or should do or something i mean from I'll totally speak to what works for me. Yeah, and so now I have, true. besides therapy, I, I I count my breaths, my breathing. So I try to like, you know, take yeah, deep breaths. Do that in trend, just you know, just yeah. meditate if you can. If you like into meditation, um, for me, I'm comfortable listening to like rain, like sounds, like rain noises, that kind of thing, and just that helps with my mind just to ease it. But again, that's if I I'm at a place like home to do that. But let's say. I'm anxious at work, that kind of thing. I just right. learned, you know what? It's okay to walk away and, you know, go take a walk. Right. Go take okay. a walk kind of thing. Okay, and you. just put yourself away from whatever is making you anxious, whatever is stressing you on that moment. Just go take a walk kind of thing. But otherwise, I I feel like everybody has to have that one or two friends. It could be a partner 
that you can speak to. Right. And a lot of men, I feel like, are afraid to even speak to their partner and tell them their, you know, their their thoughts and feelings. Like it's really, I've even I've been in that situation where it's like, I'm mad at them for not understanding, not understanding me. But then at the same time, I wasn't telling them everything. I wasn't telling them how I was feeling because I I really did feel the whole thing. Like how do I look saying that I this that and the third? Right. And I felt like even though she's my girlfriend, she's gonna judge me. I felt that. I didn't feel comfortable speaking to them until my therapist said, like, hey, you have to. There's no way that relationship is going to be fixed or get better unless you tell them. Now, they may not fully understand what you're going through, but at least you, you know, you t- you're telling them now right. so that that way they know, okay, you have something. So now it's not, oh, my God, he's just screaming or yelling or, you know, he's moping, whatever it is that, you know, there's a reason for that now. Right. Now I get it. It's not just that I don't know what's going on there. So that, it's just okay, about being open. Wow. What what happens if you don't have a person to lean on? What if that that's the tough part. Yeah. So that's where I think people get in the in the situation. Yeah, because we have guys like they'll break down. They'll break down and they and they'll break down for many reasons. And one big reason is because they don't have a partner or they don't have friends. So they have this communication back and forth to help them to help them the way they think they need to be helped. So I mean, what type of things that they should do? Any activities or anything you think that? I mean, it's I mean, kind of tough now with yeah. COVID. You can't really go out there and talk to people. But like anything else, you think it's really do? hard. I mean, though, it's it's for men. And if you have issues and you're holding it in and you don't have someone to talk to, that's to me. That's the I think that's where people get caught up. It's like they don't have someone to speak to, mm. and it's about being willing to accept help, you know, because I feel like that's the thing. Some people are going to say, oh, I don't need help. I'm fine. I'll deal with it. But then it catch, like it just catches up day by day. The more you're doing that to yourself as far as I'm just going to handle it by myself mm. and put everything on my shoulder and it catches up. So that it's hard to tell, you know, someone, you know, you need help, you know, be willing to be helped, you know, be willing to be helped. Don't be don't think because you're asking for help that that makes you weak. Yeah, kind of thing. I'm only speaking from like the um the man that likes to, the the real like the man that likes to work. Right? right. Like if you're a working man and you gotta you gotta put uh, kids and no kids. You gotta put food on the table. Um, you working probably six days out of the week, six probably six and a half. You know, um, you have mental health issues. You know, what time do you have? Like so. It's kind of hard to like tell them what time to have um, and to go find help when they don't even have time for themselves. Right. I think it's about making it a priority, to be honest with you. Like, if you know you have any issues, and with men that work a lot, like, one of those things is mental health. Yeah, because those guys are the guys that are usually like something, like, they're the ones that worst is. fucked up thing to say but those are the guys that usually commit suicide first right they overexhaust themselves so they overexhausted they never dealt with the issues and one day they just break Mm -hmm. right so but when you don't have time for yourself how do you find time for help I mean like the dollar bill is gonna change if you if you decide to take a day off yeah you know so what do you do then no I think it's again this is education man we gotta just start letting people know that if you don't take care of your, your mind, mm. then you, you can't take care of yourself, like your whole self. Right. You know, your mind has to come first. 
Like I've been telling people that even people that have kids is like, listen, if you're not right here, how are you supposed to take care of your family? Mm. Like, you know, to the best of your capabilities kind of thing. Like if you're not right here, you're not going to be able to do the things you want to do to help them as, you know, as a father, you know, and so it's, it's about making it a priority. You have to, like I've told people all the time, like you can't work six, seven days nonstop with no rest. You have to rest. You have to take a break and it's okay for you to take a mental day. Like just slow down. Cause I've been there. I've been where I was in school for full time, working full time. I had a relationship. I was trying to keep it, you know, like active and doing things every day, that kind of thing. And then it caught up to me one time where I got sick and doctors was like, yo, you're fine. And they did stress tests and this, that. And it's like, the only thing they could explain it was like, hey, you overextended yourself. You, you've you been doing too much and you haven't rest. You need, just, you need to rest. You need to slow down, rest. So I can only imagine somebody in a yeah, higher yeah, yeah. position with that pressure of, you know, having to, you know, let's say a businessman with his business. Yeah, he got the company on his back. And, and all that pressure. But you need they need that break. Mm. You know, and I'm, I'm going to be like, for me, I take like my breaks or my joy in life. Is sometimes it's just going away on a vacation. And a lot of people in those power positions right. don't even do that. And it's like, like, why are you working so hard for you can enjoy your life? You know, have that break away that from number work. Number gun change, yo. Some people you ha- can't have that number change. Once the number change, it's over. Go into panic. But yeah, <laughs> I, I just, I just think people I, again, it's priority. Put, wow. put yourself as selfish as it sounds. You have to put yourself first, like your yourself first, and say, hey, I gotta f- keep myself straight here, mm-hmm. and then everything else will fall into place. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Was it tough when you had to like open up? And talk to like your um your girlfriend and your family. Like was it tough when you first had to be like, Okay, I'm gonna just say what's on my chest? Um, before I even spoke to my girlfriend, before we had therapy, I spoke to my mother. So she kinda sensed everything that was going on and she was, you know, she was worried. And she was like, Yo, no matter what, you know, be whatever happens between you and your girlfriend, like I'm 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 gonna always be here for you. And I always had that as a crutch. Like, you know, my mom was always here, I know I could talk to my mom kind of thing. Right. But um, when I first spoke to my girlfriend about, like, all these issues, like, she she knew something was up, but she just, like, I just wasn't telling her what it was. I was just ignoring her. I was just taking out, like, my anger, my frustrations on her. I, I put that on her. And then once I noticed, it's like, listen, she didn't even understand what I'm right, going through. Right, I have right. to explain it to her. So, And then after that, she really still was like, oh, okay, but she didn't really fully understand. And then, it's, and then when she got therapy, once she saw that I started getting better, she got therapy. And then she also was like, the common thing we got from it was, this is not a recent thing. This is something from like our childhood, you know, like we've gotten all these things from our childhood and it's just, we never got to, you know, address it until now because someone is talking to us and telling us, oh, like speak more about that. What happened to you when you were younger? Oh, let me like, like how did that feel when you were younger? Like that kind of thing. So it's like, oh, like now it's like, oh snap. Like I didn't know that that was something that was really that important back then that I hold to this day kind of thing. So it was like you uh, you you learn as you go. And again, it's not easy. It's not an easy conversation because then you got to be real honest too because that's the thing too. Like I had to say things that it was like, like I felt like if I say this, it might upset her or it might make her feel, look at me differently. But I had to do it because at that point I had nothing to lose. It was like, you know, I'm getting this help, but... If this doesn't work out, it's not because it's not gonna be because I didn't try. Right. At that point, I was like, hey, I got therapy. Like, right. like I'm getting help. So, 
me telling you this stuff is to make us better. But uh, if we stay together or not, that's a whole nother story. But I'm telling you this, that, and the third, and I'm trying to keep it 100 with you. And since then, it's been that. You know, it's been that. We speak to each other on a weekly basis. Like, we make time for that. It's like, listen, right. let's speak about our sessions, that kind of thing. But, and it's like saying the things in the moment, not holding it in, you know? Like, saying in the moment, express yourself in the moment. Like, listen, this is bothering me. Listen, you know, what you said earlier or, what you did or you know why I said like you know why I spoke whatever yeah, just yeah, in that yeah. moment just saying it sorry about that no no worries that guy's guy stuff that's dope man I'm happy that um, everything's going right for you man um, and I appreciate that you was came on and you was able to come out here and talk with us my um, pleasure uh, Kat sent me over the information I loved it thank you again <laughs> She's I appreciate amazing. the opportunity um, definitely um, can you let everyone know where to find you, how to get, um, especially with the mental health things, let them know um, how they could find, um, how they could seek mental health and where they could find your stuff and your podcast, please. Oh, so my podcast is, is a fantasy sports podcast. So that's, that's okay, like my, but that's like my hobby of what distracts me from, you know, dealing you with other stuff. Your podcast, so it's uh, uh, <laughs> fantasy sports fiends as F E E N Z. And that's on Spotify and other platforms. Is yeah. you know fa- fantasy sports, you know betting that kind of thing. It's one of my you know passions, so that's what I do on the side. As far as our mental health, I just started putting everything on my uh, IG kind of thing. And yes. you know if you follow, if you're my personal friend on Facebook, or you know kind of thing. So uh, my IG is Ron Ron six five four is my neighborhood you know mm-hmm. numbers or whatever and. You know, I'm just now just starting to like share, you know, stuff that, yes. you know, and then if I could share something, then put like my two cents of my personal stuff, then I throw that in there just so people know, like, listen, this quote, it's, this quote or this meme, whatever yeah. it is, like, this is oh, now he, this, this is coming from me now personally. Right. You know, I like, know like read the thing, you know, try to take it all in and here's something that I've gone through kind of thing. And, you know, going forward, I'm just going to try my best to, you know, do like the IG live discussions. Yes. See if people are willing to open up. You know, I know it's not easy, but I hope people will try at least. And because the more like I don't want to be the only one, you know, I want more people to just put themselves out there so that people can see like, oh, wow. Like, oh, this person too, this person. Oh, wow. And then it it just continues like, all right, like, why am I afraid to speak up if so-and-so are speaking up? Right. And that's what I want. I got you. I got you, man. That's awesome. Thank you again for your time. All right. Um, I'm going to cut this. <laughs> this was dope. <laughs> this is the lovely series of the Lovely Important Nonsense podcast. This is Mental Health. I'm Matt. I'm out. <laughs> Thank you, guys.